Hi people, I'm Somto and I am Ayobami and this is Digging Deeper. Here we go beyond the sermons we hear on Sunday services and our regular meetings and we dig deeper. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper. Who is excited? Well, I am. Okay, on today's episode, we have two wonderful people in our midst. We have our very own pastor, <laughs> Pastor Adiolu Ogunubi, a.k.a. Papa D. Please, can we at least, can we celebrate? Thank you, thank we, you, thank you, thank you. Can we celebrate grace? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also have our coordinator here, Mr. Kachi Irozuru. Uh, don't be too familiar. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> okay, thank you for honoring us. It's a privilege to have you both here with us today. So, um, I mean, for everyone listening to this podcast now, we have three episodes now. So, if you've not listened to any of them, please, this is an opportunity to go back and listen to three of them, then come back to this one. And of course, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us on our website or other channels we'll be sending out when distributing this particular podcast. All right, so today's podcast is going to be around the questions that were asked at our last, at the last Sunday service, yes, which was on the 19th. So we had a, a teaching Sunday and then some questions were asked towards the end, end of the teaching Sunday. Okay, so... Um, the the question we'll be addressing today is around trials. So I know that when she, the lady was asking the question, she said, she, she made a statement. She said, it's very hard to be a Christian. It's very difficult to be a Christian. Then she now asked her question that, how do we handle trials as Christians? So my own first question would be that statement she made. Like, is it a fact? Is it a truth? Or is it just perception. Is it a fact that it is hard to be a Christian? Because there are different places in scripture that would tell us otherwise. Like, okay, my commandments are no burdensome, or my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. But here is a Christian, and many of us can relate to that statement she made. So beginning from that statement, is it true that the being a Christian is hard? Because that's how she started, that <laughs> being a Christian is hard. Then she now asks her question, how do we now handle trials. So, yeah. Is it a truth or is it a fact? Um, so, let me open this and I'll leave the way for my senior pastor to continue. Um, well, I, I like the way you put it. Is it a fact that um, is hard? Um, so, I mean, we have to put a lot of things in context before we can um, authoritatively say such a statement because, I mean, individuals are different. So if I say as a programmer, um, you are a musician, and I said, is it hard to do basic language? Basic language, I'm sure a musician will probably have never even heard of it. So basic language is a type of computing, you know, language, what mm -hmm. it's like the smallest type of language a programmer can, you know, deal with, as it were. And um, the answer most likely will be that it's hard, right? Um, the general narrative is that whatever you are not, you know, 
almost almost will be hard. Mm-hmm. It's just like I I mean I, I empathize always with this um example in mind when somebody says I'm trying to teach somebody something and they're saying it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Mm. What I try to remember is okay, I, I play the guitar, right? But yes. I'm a right-handed guitar player. Mm-hmm. And when I try to teach anybody guitar, it always looks very hard. Yeah. But for me it's like I don't even think about it when mm-hmm. I'm playing guitar. Like, give me my step. I can literally play it on the bed with my eyes shut mm-hmm. and I'll play the guitar. But I always try to remember by turning the guitar to my left hand because they are left-handed players. Yes. Right? Who play predominantly with their left and the fret is on their right. Okay. So once I switch it from my left to my right, I become a complete... Um, novice. Novice. And it helps me empathize with where they are. Mm. Right? So... Um, I, I think for the most part, that statement comes from a place of um, there is a learning that needs to happen, right, for us to become a certain thing, you know, and then again, it's no more as hard as we perceived it to be. So I don't know if anything in and of itself is hard, but one of now, if we now take it from a general point of view, the Lord Jesus himself, our Lord and personal Savior said, I mean, you already breezed through the two scriptures in question, is... My yoke is easy. And my burden, my burden is, is light. light. So if he says it's easy, mm. that means there's something we're not doing right. <laughs> there's <laughs> a way we are not looking at it right. So, I mean, that's where I'm going to, you know, pause at this junction. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've captured it all. That imagery is very strong. Um, I think that at the starting point of any uh, exercise or routine for the starter, it will be a daunting task mm-hmm. because it's your first introduction. Um, Jesus said, my burden and my yoke is easy. A lot of people are not carrying the Lord's burden. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people are carrying other burdens. So a lot of people are, the, the, the introduction to the Christian faith is from the place of dogmas, do's and don'ts, human mm-hmm. traditions. That's what they carry. And that's not the Lord's burden. That's mm-hmm. not the Lord's yoke. Right, and so we have yoked men, mm. and um, we we consider earning God's righteousness has to do with do's and don'ts, the things mm. you do to merit it. So mm. when you slave like that, and you are trying to please God, religion is man's way, methodology of reaching God. Christianity is God's way of reaching man. So if you if you try to use your human intelligence, strength, and capacity to please God, it will be hard. Mm. So, generally. So, but once you take up the Lord's burden, uh, it's not, it's still a yoke, but that yoke comes with grace. Mm. And as you continue to exercise yourself in it, just like um, the imagery that Kachi has just given, you've mm. just discovered that it just flows. You, if you start an exercise, or the moment you start the exercise, the very first few weeks, it's very you, you almost the first day self, you <laughs> vow that you will never do that exercise yes. again. But the principle is be consistent. Yeah. Once you are consistent, you get used to it, and you're like, this thing is easy. Yeah. Mm. So it's about consistency. As she continues to exercise herself in the faith with the truth, the truth of the gospel, she will discover that the Christian life is not hard. In fact, the non-Christian life, the life of the flesh is harder. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, um, you know, 
explanation. So I think that my next question will now be around this. What is actually the Lord's burden? actually the Lord's burden, you know, because we said that if we're actually carrying the Lord's burden, then we realize that it is not hard. So I don't know how can we describe the Lord's burden so that people are clear on. I, I understand the part of do's and don'ts, like that's how people come into the Christian faith and all of that. But when we say we are now carrying the Lord's burden, what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So um, Jesus said, my yoke um, is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, you need to, it, it starts from the point of faith in what he has done. Um, as simple as it looks, your faith in the finished works, your identification with what Jesus did for you mm. is the beginning. You know, Jesus was asked that what, how, uh, how can we do the works? Yeah. You know, and he referred to that, what is the works? And he said, believe in in in, in yeah. God and his son that he has sent. Believe his works. So That's a lot of them are used to things that they must do. You know, tell us what to do, when to wake up, what to wear, where not to mm. wear, where to go, who to, you know, that, 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 that they, they, their life revolves around the laws of Moses, the ceremonial laws. And so mm. when they were, when Jesus was beginning to introduce, as it were, a new gospel, they yeah. wanted to know, okay, what must we do to yes. do the works of God? Mm-hmm. And he told them, you know, if I pronounce, told them to believe that the first... I think that's John 6. Yeah, the first work is to believe on him that he has sent. Mm. So if you, if you, and faith, every other thing hinged on our faith in God, the, the, the life of faith, uh, it's it's um it's the it's first I'll call the Lord's burden the ability to be able to believe an invisible being mm. believe his story believe the witness mm-hmm. of his of his of his life mm-hmm. because when all of us have seen him we are we are dealing with an invisible personality that that's that's the area of challenge because. Mm. We are, we are used to what our five senses can relate with. That's not difficult. But here you are asked to believe someone you have never seen. Mm-hmm. You probably will never see on this side of time. Mm-hmm. And also the Bible says that they that must come to him mm-hmm. must first believe mm-hmm. that he is. Yes. So that's the first burden. Your ability to be confident that this God that I do not see truly exists mm-hmm. and is interested in me. And his statement and witness about his son and what he has done is for my sake. I identify, he identified with me. So mm-hmm. I must also believe and identify with, with, with him. That's the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of course, as a result of that faith, there are certain responsibilities that now comes to you. But you see, when you are doing that, those responsibilities, the responsibility of our faith, how you mm-hmm. respond to him is out of love. Instead of appreciation of what he has done, mm. you have you you have you, you he has identified with our frailty. You are now identifying with him. So once you start walking from the place of love, yes, from the place of faith in him, everything you do is based on faith. You discover that it will be less of a struggle. It will be less of pain. It will be less of grumbling because mm-hmm. everything you are now doing 
is inspired by your love. So your appreciation of what he has done. You know, when when somebody he that has for, he, he that was forgiven much, much. Will love, love much. Yes. When you discover that, look, at, appreciate what he's done for you. And as, as we study, as we fellowship, as we continue to relate with the Lord, we continue to come into that revelation and insight of what he has done, mm. how his love has so much been lavished upon us. Mm. So it just comes naturally that you respond. Yes. You know, so while others may be, so some of us do certain things to do, and people who don't mm. understand and appreciate where we're coming from think that, oh, Mm-hmm. Why are they getting the time? Why are Actually. they so selfless? You know, it's just born out. It's a response it's to a, response. a revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I, I, I probably think I'm not saying with all mm-hmm. sense of authority that Jesus made that statement. My yoke is mm-hmm. easy and my burden is light mm-hmm. because it is actually His grace that is empowering your efforts and mm-hmm. your response to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, God, you, ah. Thank you so much, Papa D. I mean, I had to reference it because the scripture, I just had to open the scripture again. And something is quite fascinating about that chapter in particular. Because of where he came from or where that thought came from. That's the yoke. Um, no, not my yoke. The John okay. 6. What must we do? What must we do, John 6. And he said, um, so John 6, um, I'll just read from 26. I mean, this is digging deeper, so... We have free access to to lavishly read. Um, Jesus answered to them and said, now this was a question. They they were looking for the Lord because he went to the other side of the river and all of that. And when they came to him, um, they were like, oh, um, when did you come here and all that? And Jesus answered to them and said, very truly I tell you, you you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. I remember Papa D has even preached mm-hmm. on this. Which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And I think that word is very key there, which is on Christ, mm-hmm. he has placed his seal of approval. Mm-hmm. And that tells us something very key about what is happening that is like Christ is the ultimate plan that God wants as a man. Yeah. I mean, so he has placed his seal of approval as a man. That this is the man I'm after. This mm-hmm. is the kind of man I want. Then they, they asked him, what must we do to do the works God require? Now, mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, when an approval comes, like, I mean, you do finances, you do copyright and you do all of that. When you're done with your works, you send it out to the person you report to yes. for approval. Yeah. They will read it, they will go through it, and they will put their stamp of approval mm-hmm. that this work works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a better way to put it, but that this works, right? Mm-hmm. That's the approval. Now, what we are seeing here is that Christ, his works, mm-hmm. is approved by God. Yeah. And he's confident in that. And now they are seeking for that type of approval. Yeah. So they're saying, how do we get this kind of approval? You mm-hmm. know, you can imagine a workplace if um that if I write emails, nobody ever has to proofread my emails. Mm-hmm. But if you write, I mean your guy will say, send me the email first before yes. I send it out. So you try to come to me like, how do you do that? And his statement was kind of, you know, it looks cheesy if you think about it. He said, the work of God is this, that you believe me. Mm. <laughs> That's Whom the true he has sent. Who he has sent. 
So he's trying to say that I am the approval and it's through me, you know, your works to be approved. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's, he's putting a, he's putting a through me. Mm -hmm. That's why we are seeing that narrative of in Christ, through Christ Jesus, everything through Christ Jesus, that is the approval. Anything short of Christ is not what God wants to approve. Mm. I mean, literally. So um, then they asked him, what signs must he give us that we may see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it was written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very, very, I tell you, is it not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven? But it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. That's Christ. So he forms this narrative of one. I am the one who you're going to, your works through me is what will be approved. Um, your works in me through Christ, as you're working out Christ, that's the mm. approval. And he's also saying that it is me that can even enable you. Because if you think about food in the wilderness, that's what they needed to sustain through the wilderness. Yes. I am the one who will sustain you. I will enable you walk the walk of coming into me. So it's a very beautiful picture if you think about it. The narrative that Christ is providing, like Papa Dia writes, they say he's the enabler. He's the one full of grace, like John 1 said. Um, Christ is the one full of grace, the enablement. Mm -hmm. And it's now through him that we will now be approved of God. Mm -hmm. You know, So it's like, <laughs> like we have rightfully said, if you think about that package properly, that's, how you're going to get approved by God, you don't have to bother about it so much if you just look at Christ. Mm -hmm. And the ability to do it, you still don't have to bother about it because Christ is we'll readily you. enabling you. Mm -hmm. Then that should bring down your tension mm. automatically. Except you are not walking by faith. Faith. If you're not in the faith, mm -hmm. then it's going to be a struggle. Mm. But if you're walking by faith, confidence in this promise that he will enable you and through him your works will be approved by God, then that should help pipe you down a little bit. So put it in a practical situation. Say you're having scrubbles at maybe in your family and all of that. What you're looking to Christ is you're, you're, looking, you're calling out to the Lord for enablement mm -hmm. for that period to embody what he has you to do. Mm -hmm. And we are now living a life dependent on him. Right, mm -hmm. I, Lord, I do not know how to go about this thing. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me go. About, and for me, I, I mean, it happens a lot even at work. I mean, there's this situation currently at work, and sometimes people will be asking me, "Why, why haven't you just really asked for me in this thing?" Mm -hmm. Because I'm used to it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm used to the routine. I'm used to the nuances. I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, it's work. Mm -hmm. So I don't want. I don't. I'm not saying it's like verbally, yeah, or actively as it were, but. My actions are saying that, you know, I can, I can handle this portion of mm. my being, <laughs> you know. So yeah. this aspect, don't worry, I got it, you know. Is it not negotiation, da, da, da. This, uh, I've done it before, yeah. done it a hundred times. I mean, now maybe just a little glitch. If I put a little more effort, it will pull through. I mean, it's just a normal thing. Mm. So I exclude him. But what he wants is to be our entire being. So every moment I'm calling on him, I'm depending on him, even on mundane things. You know, and that's how he satisfied me as food, as life. And my expression will be him. You are what you eat, as Africans like to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, so that, that, that's just um, an extra point. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. So um, from the conversation we've had so far, 
you know, the, the question was really that, um, is it hard? Like, is it a fact that it is hard to be a Christian? And just from everything that has been shared now, we can see that it's not, it's not that it is hard. It's just that it's not something we are used to. Like, yeah. it's not some, like, Kachi made a statement at the beginning that it would be difficult to do what you are not. You understand? Yeah. It's very difficult. And so one of the key things is for us to, like, have faith, believe in him that has called us, and also, you know, is a response, basically, it's a response to the love of God towards us. That's how we, you know, live the Christian life. Let me just drop a thought yes, quickly. Okay. A, a lot of people, you know, the Christian faith and growth of the Christian faith starts with first being before doing. Before doing. Being before doing. If you start with doing, yes, to be to want to become, you will your burden will be heavy. Mm. The yoke will be strong. In fact, mm. you will leave because your attempt to want to do to become will be um, trying to use your human strength rules and regulation to try and become what Christ has already you know, achieved exactly. and become for us. So once you realize that your being, your being becoming him, fellowship with him, intimacy with him, hearing him, and the more you being. become him, that becoming gives you the power. So he, uh, as many as receive him, to them he gives power mm. to become the sons of God. That and to become a son of God, there are capacities that are given to sons. Yes. And when sons begin to live that life, it then sounds as if oh, it's. But if you try to go the other way around, then your, your Christian life will be hard. Thank you for that thought. Like, I want to reference yeah. a text. A text that you once showed me, where the fact that Jesus called his disciples first to be it. Yes. Mark three forty. Yes, exactly. So he called his, and I think to that's very be critical. with him so before be any other thing. Before he sent them out. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, we come into the faith and we just want to want to do so many things. Yeah, with zeal. And we are no, zeal no, without knowledge. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. lot has been established and I hope that anyone listening, you would at least understand that it's actually not difficult. Truly, like, I don't know where, what aspect the person was coming from. Maybe just challenges of life. I don't know. But everybody faces challenges, even unbelievers. So it's a, it's a thing of a sinful world. Do you understand? So I, like, from what you, you have said now, from what you and Papa D have said now, it's more, it's more like we even have it better because we can depend on it greater source. Like some people, unbelievers now, if an unbeliever is tired or like is going through stuff at work, who is it depending <laughs> on for strength to do something? So I, I believe we have it better. It's just a matter of how we see it, how we understand it. And I pray that God will help us as we go forward. Amen. So I think, okay, that will now bring us to the main, you know, question about trials. So, so now that we are saying that it's, it's an easy journey, <laughs> That is not difficult. It's not a fact that it is difficult. That he, um, the Lord's body is actually easy and light. So what's like? Where does trial come in? What does trial even mean? Because it's in the Bible. You see trials, and in fact, Jesus Christ said, "In this world, you have trials and tribulation, but be of yeah, good cheer, 
for I have overcome the world. So trials already sounds like a difficult thing that is happening. Even that scripture you referenced in church saying, take up your cross, it's already like a heavy thing to do. So, you know, it's like, we always say it's like a paradox. We have said, okay, something is light, it's easy, it's not burdensome. Then we now hear things like trials, tribulations. I hope you know that it's not burdensome, it's easy context. Yes. <laughs> because mm. it's because you have trained yourself over time. Trained yourself to, over time. To, re, to count it all joy. Trials and, trials and temptation. So, you know, you do not um, you do not react the way a starter or someone mm. who probably is not being empowered by grace mm. will react. True. But it is very, very difficult on the flesh. And yes. Because Christians are still living in, in this the flesh. Exactly. It is painful on the flesh. Mm. You know, and um, it, it's just that you have learned how to how to cope or how to stay above the pain. Your, the pain is actually a joy. Mm. You know how to put it. You know, so for some other people, and it's not like you are not you are not feeling uh, Jesus endured the cross. That's yeah. because it was painful. Yes. But he said there was a there was, there was a joy there was that was a joy set, that before was set him. ahead of him that made him continue to push on. But he felt all the lashes. He cried. He shouted. I'm very yes. sure when they when they flogged him. I mean, if he cried out, it was it would be painful. I mean, they, yeah. the, the the cross, the part of the cross is very very painful on the flesh. But painful it, on the flesh. Yes. I think this is very very key. Very yeah. key. The whole painful on the flesh because even I myself, I'm now rethinking some things because you have just come to think that or to expect that have good cheer. So anything that comes, you, you just expect a certain level of to handle it so I don't mm. expect to actually feel pain yes he has taken it away you will cry yes. sometimes <laughs> you cry sometimes it's, it's painful on the flesh it's going painful to be it's, right it was the end of, of time scriptures will not tell us either we endure the end afflictions are painful they are difficult they are inconveniencing so we should not uh, we should not make it look as if we are superstars we will not cry we will not feel the pain it's just that there is there is perspective. Mm -hmm. There is something that you are seeing. Yeah. When they were throwing the stones at Stephen, he was feeling it. Yes. But his gaze was up. While they were stoning him, seeing eyes were opened and he saw that the Son of Man was standing up and all of that. But he died eventually out of the stoning. So it's Jesus died out of the pain. Um, um, he felt it. So it is true that when we go through pain as humans, as, as long as we are in this mortal flesh. flesh, we will feel it. Sometimes you will cry. Sometimes you will be down. But it's a, again what inspires us, what powers us. There is there is a strength that is made available. Where Scripture now tells us that in your weakness. Uh, his strength uh, or his grace is made perfect. Mm. In your in our weaknesses, yes. his strength is made revealed. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I think the entire operation or the entire objective of the cross is to bring you to the end of yourself. End of myself. Mm. Mm. Because it is only at that time that you see the, the power of resurrection. There's no resurrection without death. So, mm. when Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, I mean, Paul went through stuff, man. They beat him. Stoned him. 
she was almost left dead. He was, he was, he was, he was in shipwreck situation. Probably scammed by false brethren. So he lived in a real world, mm -hmm. all right. But look at his, look at his testimony. testimony. I can't. I mean, I count everything, but but dong, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Christ, he 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 saw it from a different perspective. So that it is that other perspective that we're saying the believer has the advantage and has the leverage. Mm. You know, we do not mourn like the word mourn. Yes. We lose loved ones too, and it pains us. I mean, those yes. of us who have lost loved ones, True. like every other person, you are pain, you cry sometimes. I mean. You, if care is not even taken care of, you, you probably need to go through emotional <laughs> repackaging. Yeah. But our story is always different. different because we are not left alone without a witness. We, we have another strength where we can latch in on. Mm. Some may choose not to use it, but it's available. Mm. That strength that makes you laugh, smile in the face most difficult situation mm. is called the peace of God yeah. that you know, surpasses, surpasses all understanding. All understanding. Mm. So everything is wrong around you. Everything is, you are hard pressed on every side. Yes. You should be crying. You should be depressed. You should be out. You should be, you are cast down. How are you cast down and not destroyed? Mm. How are you hard pressed and you are still up and running? It's a grace. So, and it is within us and it is available. Yes. That's what makes it different. That's what not that we are not, you know, going through the motions and the challenges that everybody who is in mortal flesh mm -hmm. goes through. Mm. Right? Until this flesh is upgraded to mortality. <laughs> yes. But we go through, but it's just that we have a leverage. We have a buffer. We have something that uh -huh. helps us to go through it differently from those that don't have it. Mm. That's different. So I really like what Papa D just said now. So now if we, if we go back to the, the way we started this conversation, so yeah. it's not like the Christian journey is hard. In, like the, the summary of everything now is that as long as we're on, in this flesh, like we'll go through difficult situations. Yeah. So like he said, even unbelievers lose loved ones. People go through things, you understand? Everybody, as long as you're in this flesh. So... What, what I'm seeing here is that, you know, you know, when we come to Christ, it's, it's, a, it's a different thing entirely because you're not even used to some of this. Like, you're not used to this, the way of the Spirit, for example. So some of these things might be a bit difficult for us. And aside from that, I'm also seeing that when we now go through what every other person faces by reason of this fallen world, we have an advantage. We have a privilege that, okay, yes, I can still, we are not without hope. So I just think that for that statement that the lady made at the first point that, okay, it's, it's so hard being a Christian. I think it's just hard being a human being. Uh -huh. the, yeah, it's very hard being a human being. That's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a falling world. And yeah. then what makes, it, what makes you different is how you see things, the, what you now have as a believer that makes you rise above it. And I, because there are two sides to look at it, apart from someone going through challenges. You know, somebody can look at it like just keeping up with being a believer. You know, that's where we spoke about, like, do's and don'ts. Yeah. You know, some, somebody can have a habit, uh -huh. like someone is struggling with pornography now, and it's more, that's, somebody can, in that context, say being a Christian is hard, because I, ideally, like, this is what gives me pleasure, but now that I'm a Christian, I can't do this, so it's like, this is just difficult for me. Uh -huh. So that's, that's even another aspect that people can see that, oh, 
it is difficult. But I think like what we what we've said here so far is that you know um, there is enablement. Basically, there is there is grace and there is you know you won't get something when you first start. You have to continue. Like it has to take a little bit of consistency to now you know come um, come into those things. So I think that's one, something I got from this. So how then? We deal with expectations in that sometimes you expect that as a believer, I should have some of these things easy, you know, that, okay, that I, I have the advantage, the supernatural advantage. I should have favor, grace, excellence all over mm. me. Then these things happen and I'm like, but I was promised that things would be God in my side, God is with me. How then do we balance, you know, what scripture has said with our own expectations? Because I think that that can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. For some people, that this this shouldn't be happening to me, I'm a Christian. So let me just add to her question. So we'll answer it together. Also, in that expectation line, it's now also bring us to like because when someone has expectations, like I should be favored in this area, like at what? How do you now know that something's not your cross to bear? Like this is actually this is actually the Lord dealing with you on a certain matter. Like the example you gave about resigning. A, a, a terrible work environment and me as a Christian I'm feeling like you know a good job should come to me these are the things that are you know these are some of the favors that should come to me as a believer and then the, but maybe the Lord how do we know that I'm supposed to live here <laughs> or you know just the expectation and just cross. knowing the cross that's okay is this my cross or no yeah I think that's just to add to that <laughs> Uh, thoughts. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, the, you know, something he said struck me. So there is a guy I knew in school, right? I remember his name, but let me not say it because it's a podcast. Uh, he was a very interesting fellow in terms of when we are going to lectures, he doesn't go. I mean, he would rather. Rather, if he hasn't finished, because that was it, uh, our opposite roommate had a PlayStation 2. And I remember that was this mission game we had there. So if he hasn't finished a level in a stage, I literally would stop class just to finish that level. I mean, and his life was very, he, he had a very joyous life. As we see him, he's always happy. He's the jolly good fellow and all of that. Carryover that guy had was just phenomenal. <laughs> like... So, you know, there is a way that you can think about process or a... And I mean, all of us have met a character like that in some stage of our life who just, they, they choose the part of that. They just feel is, it works for me. This is what works for me. But what happens in turn is that we realize that that part, they start getting weighed down by it. And if they look back, they start seeing regrets. They wish they hadn't at the time they did. But at that time, it was really easy. I mean, it was the logical part. And if you told them not to do that, it would look like suffering, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're raining on my parade. You're stopping me from something. I mean, if you think about the whole shebang, it's usually like that. So now this is where the difference comes in. Somebody who has insight on what a pathway can lead to would know that bidding and all those things, they're just temporal suffering, as it were. 
but you are glad in that part because when your results comes out and your past, you're ecstatic and you're joyous. But that other person will down and you fail. So you see that even the part of the world, as it were, that kinds of look um, like a part that doesn't look like suffering mm. will give birth to something at the end that will be suffering, a greater suffering, right? So sometimes it now boils down to, so say something like, oh, let me use the example like masturbation, for instance. You know, some people cannot conceive how that will, how that will play out in the future. People don't know how pornography will play out in the future. I mean, I mean some people, you have a vague sense, oh, this is not good, but you, you really don't know the full plan. If the Lord helps you to see the full plan, you'll be terrified by it, right? Or what it can do, right? So sometimes when you now think about the path of the Lord, that sometimes look like a burden, you now realize that in and of yourself, you don't have the power to do it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have that power to, to stay away from it because you're so drawn to it. And that's why we now call, call for help from the Lord. Call for it actively, deliberately, frequently. So it's a type of lifestyle that is not normal for any human being to depend on the Lord perpetually. It's a type of lifestyle that is not normal, right? But that is the only way that in it lies pleasures ahead at the end of the line. So when we now think about this paradox of suffering or trials, as it were, um, you will see that trials literally comes from the point of your proclivities. There's nothing that you can call a trial that is not a point of your proclivity. Say, um, I mean, that was a fantastic example that um, Apostle gave us. If a person has a proclivity, a guy has a proclivity towards guys, which is what we call gay, mm -hmm. right, homosexual. Yeah. Being with a guy without wanting to touch him or anything of that nature, nature is a trial. Okay. But I mean, for a regular guy does not look like anything of a trial. Like, how do I want to get, how do I want to struggle for restraint towards a man? For mm -hmm. a, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like a trial, mm -hmm. right? But for that guy, it is a trial. So trials are very specific to your proclivities. proclivities. Very, very specific. And the fallen nature of man has couched different models of proclivities towards death in everybody. So you might say, oh, I'm not gay. And, you know, you know there's this person that said that gay people are very nice. Have you heard that thing? Yeah. They're very yeah. nice. They're not, they don't get angry easily. And, uh, mm. But you that you're not gay, how come you're not struggling with that? You know, all things like this. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of... So there is a proclivity, you know, that sin has caused towards a path of death. Mm. And that's where our trials comes in. Remember mm -hmm. when we talked about trials and, and temptation, how the, the wordings yeah. are even different and yeah. they are used for different, you know, situations as the cases. So we now are, are now in a place whereby the Lord is bringing us from all those things. So mm -hmm. for us, we'll pass those things as trials because they have to be tested that it's no longer there. Mm -hmm. And they have, it has to constantly... Remember, the only way we can evade, ev um, like evade it is through the Lord. Mm -hmm. through Christ, right? And at some point, we see that 
what's the what the devil is trying to do he's trying to say that this person is not of god that's all he's trying to do that he's off me mm -hmm. that's why he's drawn to the things that i deliver to them right okay. but through christ they are now coming away from it right and that's why their testimony is in christ so that's mm -hmm. what his ultimate agenda is so when we think about trials there is a peculiarity around trials and this is now kind of I'm just going to link a little bit to what cross can look like, what your cross can look like. Okay, but wait, um, sorry, before then, the expectations part, so. The expectations? Yes, somebody is just like, maybe I, I wrote, I wrote an what? exam, I should pass it, why did I fail it? Or I applied for jobs, why am I still jobless? As in, okay, maybe Papa do handle that one. Okay, just, okay, continue. So you were talk, saying about so, my cross. Yeah, so the peculiarities of our cross is different. It has to do with a part of our assignment vis-a-vis -vis our proclivities. Mm -hmm. Remember one of the very interesting things about our Lord Jesus Christ that he was tempted in the part of his assignment. Actually. He was tempted in the part of what could be his greatest desires. At the moment. Words, at the moment. Mm. So that's how the devil operates. That's how he wants to, he wants to bring you down that this person will not depend on God, but he mm. will depend on the carnal ways and methodologies. That's, that's literally what trials is. So your cross, your path to the cross is very unique so in, that, in that regard. Mm. You know, that was, that was I said from the year of the homosexual, that that person will need a lot of dependency of God, God. for that particular thing, you yes. know, as it were. As much as I will need the dependency on God or maybe pride. Yes. I will dependency on God on all aspects of my life. But you, I know that there are some things that stand out. Those things that stand out, I can easily identify these things as great trials, mm -hmm. you know, towards me. As it, okay. were. it might be hypocrisy. It might be, mm -hmm. you know, name it. So I need the Lord in those things. And that's the part of crucifying because it's it weighs a lot on my flesh. I feel it because my mm -hmm. flesh is inclined to it. Just like... Coming out of sugar addiction. I don't know if any of you have come out of sugar addiction mm -mm. or salt addiction. Salt is the worst. Mm -mm. Like if they stop putting salt in your food for the next three days, mm -hmm. you'll be good. Mm -hmm. And that means you've come out of it. I mean, you can literally run mad knowing that salt <laughs> would never be in your food. It's so there's a craving towards it. Mm -hmm. And when you know that this thing is going to be absent, it's mm -hmm. it takes a lot of grace, you know, to still toe that part. So um, I mean. That's, I, I just thought to hint that it's not like this is not an expansive way of thinking about it, mm. but it's a hint towards what your cross can be characterized by. Mm. Okay, nice. Thank you so much. So, Papa, do you? <clears throat> That's, um, I've been looking for which in, which inroad I will use to answer this question. <clears throat> I, I think, first of all, the believer's expectation uh is first challenged by the way we received the preaching of the gospel. I think that the way we have been raised, the way the faith was introduced to us as a people, mm -hmm. to a large extent, inspires our expectations. So, mm -hmm. bottom line, the gospel was presented as an inroad to the good life. Mm. Yes. So, the way... People are jack buying now to Canada, to America because of the American dream. So the 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 the, the average human being 
doves or expect to have a good life. Mm -hmm. It's not like God does not want us to have a good life. The gospel seems to be another sure way. It says, look, come to Jesus. Are poor, you make you succeed. If you are a failure, you make you a success, and all of that. So, and there are many things around scriptures that people can take up and paste and get laws around that. So, a lot of us, in reality, when we now begin to see certain things that is that does not measure up to the promise mm -hmm. that you receive or the things you have been told us should yeah. happen to you as a believer when we're now coming through some kind of shock. In fact, a lot of people lose their faith eventually when they see that their reality does not measure up with the promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are beginning to see, they are experiencing a complete decline, yeah. a mm -hmm. complete um, difference from the promise. So, okay, so let me come to it. Expectation. As a human being, you should make progress. Yeah. That's not exclusive to believers and to faith. Life itself, when somebody is leaving, one mm. of the things you see is the person is moving. Moving. So you, you should make progress as a human being. And um, and so you don't necessarily need to say, I need I want to use God to make progress. As a human being, there are people that don't believe in God, they will make progress. Uh -huh. So we don't need to present God as our tool. For making progress. progress. So when it comes to the gospel and to our faith, the person, God's idea of a man's success, prosperity, that you have, have I don't blow in this life, is that you have met Christ mm -hmm. and you are growing in him. And in fact, all our fellowship, our our adventure, our chasing after him, and all of those things is to is to get to a point where your entire entirety of your being, your expectation, is him. Mm -hmm. So, so and if by the time you by the time your your perspective begins to revolve around him, you will then see that okay, well, while it is true that. As a human being, your life should make progress. Your life will now become, this progress I'm making ultimately should find his expression in a man. Should find his expression in glorifying his intent and purpose. So when you begin to think that way, it's called, okay now, so let's, 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 I'm going to read this a couple of scriptures in First Peter. When you begin to go through, okay, I'm, I'm out of school. So I, this was the way, I mean, when I grew up under, uh, I won't say yes, you do. I mean, a, a, a kind of uh, community system where, on time, affliction as a as a, a, a as a doctrine, doctrine was communicated to us very well. So, for instance, when I finished school, I, mean, I had fairly a good SSE results. I was a fairly brilliant person. I wanted to go to read chemical engineering at the University of Lagos, but I had a P seven as a challenge in my work, work, and I need physics to enter. So as a result, I didn't end up with my mates the first year. Meanwhile, when we're leaving school, you know, there's this, uh, we had promises, prophecy about our next season, uh, those who receive university, you know, it was the next move. But uh, work result and jump did not 
they did not agree with my expectation. Mm. But because of the way I had now been trained or I was now being exposed to certain truth of God, I saw that God must have a reason if that was allowed to happen. Mm. I can't explain. I did my best, but this was what came out. So, what, so, so Lord, what's the plan? So you see, it's perspective. Yes. You know, instead of instead of allowing myself to be bothered about my mates have gone, you know, I'm behind, and others say God must have a plan. What's the plan? And of course, in the course of because in every, my life's pursuit is Him, so glorifying Him in everything that you do, the name of the Lord should and must be glorified. glorified. So I now sit down. So okay, so how does God get glory mm. in this mindset? And of course, sometimes you don't get that in a day. It comes in fellowship. It comes in study of God's word, uh, uh, looking and interpreting events that are happening in your life. And then just submitting and say, God, whatever you want to do, I'm willing. So I begin to see that every situation, and this is where you understand when the scripture tells us that everything works together for, for good. good. Everything. He could do the bad, the good, and the ugly. Everything. Mm. Even the one you cost with your hands. Mm. It has what God is saying is that if you allow me, if yeah. you yield to me, I can always make everything realign to work together for your good. Amen. But that's when he is the focus. That's when your eye is on him. So a lot of us are driven by the American dream that the good life desire. You know, you want to do what your mates are doing. You are you have done a lot of calculation by this time. I should be married. I should have given birth to two kids. I should have built my house. Mm -hmm. You know, by this time, I should be making this kind of salary. Uh -huh. And you have, you have, you have your fantasies around what you can do with one million naira in your account. You know, and now by why you expecting to make one million, you, can, you have no, you don't even have a job. You know, that can be very depressing. Mm. Meanwhile, you call upon the name of the Lord. They yeah. know you as the sister, you as the brother. The so you can't, you can't, you hide yourself. You think God is unfair. Yes. Meanwhile, that situation where you are, <laughs> if you understand that, look, everything works together for good to them that love God, you will you return to him. So God, all right, here I am. What's the next step? What do we do with this situation? Because everything can work together for good. So it's about yeah. perspective. It's about, it's about knowing that when you go through trials and you go through challenges, of course, there are some challenges that are self-imposed. So I, I will read the thought of Peter on this. There are certain things that are that your laziness, your ignorance, your inability to follow the leadings of God, the plan of God, your greed. Uh, do you use that language? Proclivity. <laughs> Pro I, I, I will use your inclination. inclination. Yes. You yes. know, yes. will push us into certain sufferings that are self-imposed. Even when it is self-imposed, you come back to Him and yield to Him. He still knows how to walk you back on track. Mm -hmm. So, just quickly, First Peter chapter four says that. Um, no, First Peter chapter four, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you will also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. It then mean, means that the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. 
on their path is blasphemed, but on your path is glorified. Mm. Verse 15. So, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, mm. let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin and all of that. So, you can suffer for, as a Christian for the defense of your faith. Not suffering because you did not read properly in, um, for the exams and you failed. You know, and say, uh, you, are suffering, you are suffering for Christ's sake. That's not suffering for Christ's sake. <laughs> you didn't read. You are suffering because you did yeah. not read. <laughs> but even at that, you know, of course, you know that some people, they did not read. But because of the way we have been taught for divine favor, that mm. what, what labor of 100 years cannot give you, favor of one day will give you. Yeah. So you go and you go to fellowship, they prophesy, you expect ah, that surely there shall be an end. And the expectation and the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. Yeah. Even though I do not, I did not read, I know that God will favor me. Mm. And you have heard testimony before. The God that did it for Lagbaja, the God of uh, Sister Elizabeth is also my God. He will, he will do for one, he will do for two. You say all those things, you psych yourself eventually. Ginger. <laughs> you come back, the result is as you deserve. <laughs> right, and you are like, where is grace? Where is mercy? You know, yeah, for some people, certain things happen that, you know, brought a different result. But it does not necessarily mean that is um, God's principles at work. Many other things can be responsible for that. But the bottom line is, keep your expectation on him all the time. You know, I have stopped, I have stopped having all this good life expectation. Mm. My expectation is him. I want to see him expressed and glorified in everything I do. And that's it. So if it turns out in the way that it does not make sense to me, I then go back to him. I say, okay, so what do we do with this? You said that by now, I wish, why am I still in, in this um, healness? I should be healed by now. What's the plan? You know, everything, you know, nothing, nothing just happens to you and then Satan takes the glory for it. You have learned to work with him and to always go back to him even when you don't understand what is happening and say, what's the plan? Mm. I don't understand this, but I know I want to live my life to please you and to bring glory to you. So how do we do this? Lead me. You know, so once you live your life that way, nothing happens to you that takes you on hours. You are shocked, but there's a shock absorber. You go back again and it's your shock absorber. Say, how do we do with this one? I mm. This is not what I was expecting. There's nothing wrong in saying, God, I don't understand what's happening here. This was what I expected, but this is what is happening. My eyes are on you. What do we do here? And he'll mm. tell you. Well, so I, I think that way your expectation will be, once it is him, it will always glorify him. That's mm. what the believer should always have. recurring theme that I've gotten from our conversation, right, is, you know, coming to a point of utter and complete dependency on him, on mm -hmm. God. And you can mm -hmm. get to that point if you have not come to be with him yeah. and come to know him. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, so if, if you are not and at trust a point him. where trust, you have yes. total and utter dependency on God, all these things will just come and be hitting you. Yeah. And you'll be coasting on 
but they said that you said that. Mm-hmm. I should have grace and favor. Why is all of this happening? Because, you know, it's, it's very, it's all over the place. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. Bad things happen I to me. I feel like people. I should have it better. Yeah. You know, I feel like I should have it better because I am a Christian. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I think it, it's very key that all our focus and dependency should be on Christ. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm hearing it really, really yeah. hard today. And we should always let's 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 win ourselves from this uh, from this um, evaluation that it is the results that you see around people that determine the validation of God in their life. Yeah, so, actually. So you know, so you expect that a man that has a good job, mm-hmm. good health. Mm. everything seems to be smooth around him. God is with him. Someone who is struggling, who is, is, is I cannot pass an exam, mm-hmm. cannot marry, his marriage doesn't have children, mm-hmm. he's, he's moving from, the, he moves from house to house, accommodation he cannot get, he doesn't have peace of, he doesn't, he, it's an indication that God is not with him. That anyone that does not, um, have these things, it's an indication that God is absent. Mm. It is also to say that you cannot also say that you are having all these negatives and minuses in your life. It's also an indication that you are suffering for Christ. Mm. So it has to be balanced because Actually. if God is with you, <laughs> there are, there you, everything can be going wrong. Yes. Yeah. Again, so you, 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 it's important for you to also sit down and know that there is the, the part of the righteous so as a shining light. There, will, there should be certain aspect of your life that should always be prospering. Your soul must be prospering. Mm-hmm. The, the peace of God should be settled and prospering in your, in your heart. You can't, you can't use God as a basis for failure. Mm-hmm. You cannot also use the absence of success. No, you cannot also use the presence of success as a validation that uh, for mm. presence of God. So there, there has to be, because there are many people who don't have God, who don't believe God, who don't even believe he exists. But you mm. see the semblance of those things around them, yet they are very godless. Mm. And we can, we, have, we can see with nations. Mm. You know, there are nations that are completely atheistic in their philosophy and idea. They don't believe God exists. Mm. But they have orderly society. They seem to have, if you go there now, you say, ah, this is heaven on earth. Right. Meanwhile, those of us who are who seem the nations that seem to be there is to be semblance of God everywhere. Yeah. You know, we live in chaos and all That's of that. Right. You know, so it's just important to know that there are certain things that God has put within the pebble of man's intelligence and man's um, ob- obeying laws of life. If you if you put it into place, you will have an orderly life. If you violate those laws, you will not have an orderly life. Yeah. So and it's not it has, it has nothing to do with whether you are in sync with God or not. You are, mm. you are, you are just you are just being human and doing decent things that human beings should do. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. So I I don't know. Is it possible for like God to be silent in that case where you go back to ask Him what's the plan? Like as you said, our expectation must be on God, but as a living being. We go through stages in life. Mm-hmm. Just like somebody that finished secondary school, the next stage is university, and mm-hmm. person wrote jam, person didn't pass. Mm-hmm. So that season of, is it possible? Because some people say that I have no heard from God. Yes, and it's possible for God to be silent. It's not the time God will speak. 
So the challenge is, so if God is silent, so I hear people who say they are waiting on God mm. seven years, eight years, you know, God is not saying anything. I think it's not everything that God has something to, the God must say something okay. to you about. First of all, let's first remember. So, I mean, it is good, you said it, that it's good to depend on God on mundane things. Mm-hmm. So some people overhype that. They wake up in the morning and say, God, which cloth will I wear today? Mm-hmm. And then, so let's imagine he gives you a direction, we wear white. And that day, somebody decided to favor somebody that was wearing white because the person saw a dream or a vision and said, I saw somebody come into the office with white and God told me to give this thing to the person. You now happen to be the one wearing white. So every day, you now want to wake up, Lord, what do I wear tomorrow? Mm. Where do I wear tomorrow? And God just looks at you, doesn't say anything. Mm. Because he does not expect you, <laughs> he gave you a brain. He does not expect you to be asking you what you should wear. Should I eat now? Should I eat? Yes, at a certain point, it looks spiritual to say I depend on God on everything. Mm-hmm. But mm. you should be wise enough to, you know, to God dep- God also depends on us to, to use what he has given to us to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's not everything that God has something to say. It's not everybody that God is going to say, that's your wife. Mm-hmm. That's people say, make your choice. But there are some people that God will choose for them. Mm-hmm. He will insist, go and marry this person. But what does it mean everybody God chooses wife for them? But some people have been missing God, well, God is not saying anything. Because your your marriage, your choice, probably does not have any strategic into uh, <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, so marry anybody you like. Just just follow the the basic <laughs> rules. Rules. But there are some people he will never allow them to marry somebody else. He will choose their spouse for them. Mm-hmm. So it's and that's why let we, we should not make people's experience a doctrine. Yes. We're we are we are we are like we are so quick. Like, like, and it happened in the days of Jesus mm-hmm. when they're doing the transfiguration. When, when people see something spectacular and supernatural, yeah. ah, say, let, this is where we, we I that mean, that, uh, if we, like, the, the cliche we normally use, we die here. This yeah. is where we will stay. Let's just build cathedral here. That's why we, that's, we love to build mo- monuments around spectaculars. Mm-hmm. And that's why ministers of God who are spectacular things, you be careful how they share them. Some things are personal, they are just one off. Mm-hmm. There are certain things Jesus did. The one-off. He, I, I don't know how many times he spat on the ground <laughs> and 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 made a model of it and anointed somebody. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times. If it, that happened in our day, somebody will build a ministry. Yeah, somebody spread, did it recently. Will build a ministry around it because we like the spectacular, you know. So it's not everybody. It's not everybody that God will tell this is what you should. Be. God should not even be telling you what to wear every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the leading of God's spirit. He, he will probably love the fact that. You 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 depend on him for the little things you ask him, but it's not every it's not it's not and it's not or like it's not entitled to tell you every time and every day this is what you should wear, this is what you should eat because it's giving you a brain. What did you give you a brain for? <laughs> so so um, that's why I think that a lot of us um, we over over things that we're, this is what we're supposed to take. Mm-hmm. We put the responsibility on God. And people say, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. You, are, you want to start a business. You want to start a job. Mm-hmm. You know, except God tells you, wait. You have been on, a, on, on it. I'm asking God. And heaven is silent. Go ahead with what is, go ahead with what you need to do as long as you are not breaking any known kingdom principle. 
if you are doing some, and God says sincerity of your heart, if you are doing something wrong, in fact, some, most, of, most of the time is when you start that God steps in and God, most of the time, when people fold their hands and they say, I'm waiting on God, God is waiting on them to take a move. When you now make a move, he now speaks. Wow. So it's not all the time, and there are people that have been on, on standstill for seven years. So what have, you have not gone to school, you have not done to do this, I'm waiting on God. God has not spoken. <laughs> God has not spoken. The life is passing you by. Start something, man. God has not spoken. I said, God says, wait. Because he tells them, wait until I come. That one, even 100 years, you keep waiting. But if he's silent, just keep doing what the scripture tells you to do. While you are trusting God, because he, he said, the horses are prepared for battle, but safety is of the Lord. Does not mean the horses should not be prepared. prepared yeah, true. Prepare for battle the way you should, but don't trust in the preparation. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all your, of your heart. Lean not, not on, on your, your own, own understanding. understanding. Does not mean you should not have, have an understanding. understanding. But mm. don't lean on it. Key. So some of us throw our understanding and say, let God do have you. Mm. You, you, just, you just outsource your understanding and outsource your responsibility to God. God should do everything. And it sounds religious. It sounds, uh, it sounds spiritual. spiritual. But sometimes God, it's not everything that God comments on. <laughs> Anyone, anything that doesn't particularly align with his, because God has a, a thought of how he wants the world to go. Uh-huh. He has a kingdom agenda. Uh-huh. He has where this world is going, culminating in Christ until that day. So there are things that must align, must be done. And there are people and their life and the events of their life that, that should, should coordinate together to that cause. There are some other things that are just everyday life. Uh, not everything God has, a, mm-hmm. has, a, has something to say about. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a brain. Use it. But when that issue has to do with something that is within the confines of his plan on the earth, you know, or he wants, he deliberately now wants to just have a say in what you want to do. He will Mm. come, he knows how to reach you. Mm. But if he chooses not to say anything, then don't just be waiting there. I said, he said, you should wait too. And just say, I'm waiting on God. Start something. Do what he has. Uh, you, what you should do while you are cross-checking from time to time. Well, I'm still here. I've started to... <laughs> am I in line? You know, and then if he says nothing, continue until he says something. But don't be, don't be idle. You know, hmm. just say, I'm waiting on God. You know, I'm waiting on God. You know, that's it. I, I will just add one thought to this. The Lord wants us to... Going to say this and it might sound I, I know it will be misconstrued in plenty ways. The Lord wants us to enjoy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, whoever hears this thing depends on the state yeah. of your soul, you're going to run with it differently. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying this advisedly. The Lord wants us to enjoy life. Even us life. Enjoy it. He wants in us abundance. to bask in life to enjoy in life. That one of the most um, interesting most fascinating things that I know um, the Lord showed me and he has confirmed it over, over some, some ministers and some speakings is that, have you ever thought about what you are going to be doing after we leave this side of eternity? One of the things that many um, speculations you will say is that we're going to be singing. Holy, holy, holy. holy. That's not true. Exactly. That's not true. Okay. That's not true. You are going to have a life. If you're a writer, you're going to write. You're a footballer, you're going to play football. 
I know this is going to sound super strange to a lot of people. Not strange. <laughs> people don't think that um, the when Jesus comes, it's only oh, holy, holy, holy. Oh, that's not what's going to happen. Who joined the 12th? I'll be worshipping. And the four living creatures. That's the old. That is absolutely not what is going to happen. So what that tells us is that these passions we have, these things that forms a, you know, there are some things you get into your routine where you feel a burst of energy, you see, feel some aliveness in doing, mm-hmm. in, 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 in applying yourself to these things, we will still be doing them even in greater measures. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll administer even greater, we would we'll legislate even better. All yeah. these things, we'll do them. But one thing I, I think is very key to note is that the Lord is more interested about the transformation of your soul. Your soul is the center point of where out from. So your soul is the center from where all these things find expression from. Mm-hmm. If the Lord transforms your soul, a footballer can still be a footballer. Mm-hmm. But his actions will be from a transform point. And I think that's the most pivotal point that we need to really need to have in our soul. That what he wants to do is to transform, transform us. So that when you're picking a clothes, it's from a transformed mind. Mm-hmm. When you're posting on Instagram, it's from a transformed mind. Now, remember Romans 14. Um, when you're trying to do something and you know this thing, you don't have confidence in it, in alignment with the Lord, stop. Anything done without faith is sin. Anything So there are some matters that, and like Papadi has rightly even just, you know, buried that thing really. Mm. There are some matters that the Lord has transformed some people's soul in a point that they have liberty to do. To do. You know, because the goal of disciplining a person's soul in a certain way through perpetual light and is for the person to to it's just like I, I don't know if you have had um so when I was younger, right, I, I had a lot of dark days behind me, right? Mm-hmm. There is there's some friends of mine who their life was characterized around party and how to be the life of a party. Mm-hmm. Now if you think about those this is not legislative rules, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. It's just a life. Mm-hmm. It's just a life. It's just a conduct. So, yeah. and you observe it. When that person leaves, you can take over. Mm-hmm. It's not rules. It's a life. That we really need life to come to that point that it's a life that is being dispensed to us. So, when that life is dispensed, you can be sure that almost anything you do will be in alignment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will be in alignment yeah. because it's a life. It's not rules. And this is what is really transferred from one person to another. Yeah. Mm. spirit to spirit because yeah. we are spirit mm. beings. So mm. what the Lord is doing is that he's transferring a measure, a type of life to you. And from that life, don't worry anything you do. I remember, you know, we had this conversation one time in technical room where we were talking about, it's quite strange. You never, I mean, Papa D can put his weight on this. But it's quite strange. And it's very debatable, right? Mm. But it's quite strange. You never, ever see Paul on a particular matter tell you to go and listen to the Holy Spirit. It's very strange. Now, does that mean he doesn't do that? He does because we saw in scriptures yes. him listening and saying that, oh, like when he his cloak was, um, they say this person who this thing, that this person will go here. And he it was a confirmation to what the spirit had told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can clearly say that there are a lot of things that have been revealed, even it's countless. But in him giving conduct, he won't tell you, go and listen. It's very strange. And it puzzles me why he did. He does that is because he has embodied a life that he believes that even when he speaks, he's in alignment. 
with the Spirit. Mm. Now, one of the instances you see in the Old Testament, which is quite interesting, was David. Mm-hmm. For the case of Moses, Moses came out from a pagan nation. He came out, and when the Lord wanted to build the tabernacle, he gave him every specification of how to the tabernacle build. should be. When David was building the temple, he didn't receive anything from God. Not he said the specification himself. And he warned, God warned Solomon that you must build exactly to what David what said. David said. Yeah. That this is the plan. Sorry, I didn't get that. You said God gave Moses the specification. He said, exactly. He said, mm-hmm. build according to pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When David was building the temple, yes. Now, temple is a big brother. <laughs> like yes. the tabernacle, the bigger size, which was what lasted for even the longer yeah. time. David did everything of his own accord. Like he, he just said, this is what should be. Mm. And when he did it, the Lord warned Solomon that he, I mean, Solomon that he has to build according to how it. his father said it, that this is the plan. So you, you would not see it because he has fellowship to a point that he embodied the thoughts of God. Yeah. And God could trust that whatever this guy thinks, that's what is going to and that's really the high point that we should the mind of Christ. strive into the mind of Christ. Yeah. Mm. That when we get to that point, that even when you say something a joke, it's almost as though that's what Christ will say. Mm. You're in Christed, you've been, you've been you're one, you've mingled to the point that there's no difference mm. again. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know? So that's really the high goal. <clears throat> you know, you know, you, you just look at it and look at the imagery of a father and his son as the child begins to grow before him. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of that interaction, there's a lot of things this growing child will be doing that is an offshoot of what the father has invested, has instructed him to do. But it's, it's like at Caleb now, for instance, he's going to be 18 next year. Uh-huh. Another five years, 23 and all that. Imagine him coming to come and meet me and say, um, Daddy, um, what time should I be going for lectures? I want to, uh, because I, just to express that it depends on his father. Yeah. He, 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 I want to, um, what time, what year, or at what time should I open a bank account? How much money should I be putting there and be removing? As, even though it sounds like <laughs> you are trying to find my father, after a while I will find the questions embarrassing. Mm. You've got a sound mind. You've been trained exactly. all this life, all this time. You have been fellowshipping and and sharing my thoughts and sharing ideas. I can trust your judgment. Mm-hmm. I can trust. So, Actually. so if he comes today and says this is the person I want to get married to, I should trust his judgment. judgment. Except now, and I look and say this is an aberration. This is contrary to the to the life, life that yes. we have. This is not your trained. Then I will say there's something wrong here. But at some point, Jesus even said so that. The father had committed all judgment to, to him, to his son, mm-hmm. to him. So as we, and it's the pattern son, as we become like him, God can trust. Our That's why it is most important that we grow exactly. into the image and the likeness of Christ. Yes. You know, so that we can dispense this life. It's not, God does not want to be, to be tailor guiding and micromanaging his sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With rules and regulations, we're supposed to be internally governed. 
exactly. by the life. life. And that's why it is, but that's why a lot of people don't know that it is for their sake for them to go to fellowship, to worship, for Bible study, interaction. That life, life. has to gain <laughs> capacity. Yeah. Because it is upon it is upon the growth of that life that your better judgment lies. Exactly. Yes. You know, and that's what God helps. You will continue to be ruled by if a child, an heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ from a servant. <laughs> yes. He will still need governors and tutors externally to be telling him how what to live. Mm -hmm. But if he comes to age, if he comes to maturity, he would make the right decision. He will live the righteous life without being self-externally governed. Inside of him, will will be instructed by what to do. And by that life, you will live an orderly life, a decent life. You will make the right judgments. And at heaven, will look and say, this is my beloved son, he whom I'm well pleased. Mm. That's the way we live. Mm. Very key. All right. Thank you so much, Kachi and Papa D. This has been really insightful and mm. I personally have been blessed. I hope that everybody listening here has also been blessed. We now understand, at least to a measure, this whole thing around trials you know, saying that the Christian life is hard. Please ponder on these things that you've heard and allow it to, you know, help you gain capacity in the faith. All right. So we'll see you next time on our next episode. Please, if you have questions, do well to send. Share with everybody you know. Be blessed. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,